David Attenborough is overrated. This is a borderline offensive. I'm nearly, I'm walking out. It's okay to dump someone by text. What is controversial is that? Hello, welcome back to episode 31 of Two Pals on a Pod. This week, we're going to be doing an episode about our unpopular opinions. And boy, do we have a lot of them. We've got a lot to go through, haven't we? Usually we like to, you know, give us sometimes give our opinions on other episodes that we've done as well. But this one is going to be solely focused on our most unpopular opinions, things that you might disagree with. So don't be surprised if we say something you don't like. You know, if we come out and say something like, murdering someone isn't that bad. You know, don't get a little bit uppity about it. That's the point of these, okay? They're supposed to be unpopular. And so um, would you like to kick us off? Yeah, I'll go first. If you want to go first. I'll go first with my... So this is the first unpopular opinion that came to mind when I was briefed about what we'll be talking about this week. So it's it must be my kind of like most fervently held and popular opinion. Sex is overrated. Ooh, here we go. That's a very interesting one to float. Go on, let's hear your reasoning. Casual sex, we'll start with, right? Casual sex is so boring because it's meaningless, right? Yeah. Mm. And also, when you're hosting somebody at yours, when you're playing a home game as opposed yeah, to playing a party. Game, yeah, it's a <laughs> you're playing a home game for once because it's not something I'm known to do, actually. There's nothing more annoying than waking up the day after. And by that point, You've got everything that you wanted out of that scenario in terms of gratification. You've got, you're now just lumbered with somebody naked in your bed that just won't leave. Yeah. I've had yeah. people leaving at 2 p.m., 5, like 2 p.m., 3 p.m. I had it last year. Last night. My go-to line to get people out is you finish, you finish up or whatever the night before. And they go, oh, just remembered. I've got a 9 a.m. lecture that I've got to go to tomorrow. So you're going to have to be up about half past eight. You know? <laughs> And I said this to one guy, said said this to one guy last year, and he goes, why do you have a 9am lecture? It's Sunday tomorrow. (laughs) He's outed me. me me. But it's so annoying because there's nothing you can do to get there. I mean, somebody's sleeping. I'm not going to give him a nudge and wake him up and tell him to get out. I'm not that, you know, I'm a shrinking violet. Like I'm a good host. But like that aspect of of casual sex is is definitely most annoying for me. Yeah, that is the thing, isn't it, with, with the casual ones? That's that's the issue with that. Because if it's somebody that you actually like genuinely like and are interested in pursuing sort of further, then it's a little bit like, yeah, let's, you know, cuddle up in bed, have a sort of slow morning, you know, have breakfast together. Let's just play, you know, play it by ear, whatever. But then if it's somebody where it's like, oh yeah, we just, you know. I had a bit of fun last night. I get out. All right. I've, I've woken up. I've seen you this morning, to be honest with you. I'm starting to regret things a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> so can you leave as quickly as possible, please? And also, like, if you've been on a night out, sometimes you might be feeling 100%. You just want some alone yeah. time. Let me adapt back to the real world again. You also don't make your best decisions when you're drunk either. So you do, there is the, mm. the, you know, the, a couple of times where you regret. Maybe you wake up and not realise that, you know, expect somebody to be there lying on your chest or something that's always a so very sobering moment you know and you've got the hangover and everything you're th- really thirsty because you had too much to drink the night before you just want to do you, you know you just want a full english or something <laughs> a bit of me time that's but one way like, of, of curing the thirst have a full english <laughs> get some bacon down here that'll cure you <laughs> drink i'll drink the shop tomatoes or something you know I'm like, but yeah no things like that. i mean sex in general not just casual very tiring very tiring and some people i think they'll be out there they just go you know come like it's what about the intimacy though there's nothing more intimate than sex spooning is more intimate than sex really spooning is more sex is very raw i think and if you're doing it well it should be passionate a bit like the flamenco you know a lot like the the kind of flamenco it's a it's an act isn't it it's an act it has to be raw no bit of slapping here and there whatever consensual consensual yeah ask bloody bloody consensual ask if it's okay can i Mm -hmm. slap you is it okay if i put this in here yeah yeah please say please (laughs) 
<laughs> but no, spooning is uh, something I'm a big fan of, and I think that that is definitely I think that's a hundred times more intimate than sex. So even the the people that are pro sex because of uh, intimacy, I pro sex, by spooning. Try spooning somebody and, you know, caressing their hair, kiss their forehead, something like that. Something a bit more gentle. Mm. That's intimacy. That's that's intimacy. Not penetrative sex. Yeah, stop with that. Stop, stop it. Unless you need it to procreate, I suppose. Yeah. Fair enough. Just hold that, hands. I mean, just hold hands, forget the rest of it. As if we're in, like, year two or something. <laughs> play, play kiss chase. Play Come kiss on, chase. Just chase after each other. The ladies love that. Or yeah. guys. Some people, some people, yeah. Yeah, we'll be inclusive. Some people are rave about sex. Some people are sex addicted, and that's not good for you in terms of the effects that it has on you. I think. What effects does it have on you? Out of interest. Not me. Not me. Not oh, me. No, I'm not, not you. Addicted. Not you. I'm not addicted. I've never no. been addicted. I think I've got quite a low sex drive. I would say. No. But maybe that's because it's satiated quite a lot. I suppose, isn't it? It's all yeah. relative. But no, I've seen people getting, you know, people getting bruises here and there and everywhere from having too much sex and things like that. It's it's just not. Nobody wants to be bruised. Is that intimate? I don't think so. No, I definitely it's overrated. I, I do get what you mean. I get what you mean. Uh, I, I do understand that. I think that it, when it comes to casual ones, I think it's, you know, pretty obvious that, yes, you know, that kind of thing does get a little bit tedious after a while, a bit like, oh, do you know what I mean? But when it, you know, when it comes to, you know, proper relationships with depth, you know, perhaps mm. you don't always need that to fuel your relationship. Some people do. It depends, I think, on relationships. But I can see yeah. how you maybe come to that conclusion that it's a bit overrated. And there's other things that you're more into. You know, intimacy isn't just sex, is it? It can be lots of different things, an array yeah. of different things. I think when you're looking at things in terms of, like, compatibility, the amount of emphasis that you put on sex is, is a key kind of thing in terms of how compatible you are opposite a, another person because I think I don't put that much emphasis on it at all but I know some people some friends that if they were with somebody seeing them they'd expect to be having sex on the regular and obviously if somebody that wants sex on the regular is with somebody that isn't that asked about sex then that person that desires sex is probably thinking why don't they want sex with me is it personal but it's not it's just a natural kind of kind of thing is it you need to communicate that in a relationship i think yeah it's um, definitely an individual thing isn't it exactly yeah. but for me i don't i never think you know i never like not once am i in a club and i think you know i get with people but i'm not thinking god i can't wait to rearrange your guts or something like that it's not how i think i thought mm, isn't it i mean it depends how many <sighs> double vodka cokes i've had um mm. that usually has you know if we're looking at variables that's usually quite a quite a prescient one but i'm not no i sex it doesn't it doesn't get me going in the morning, you know, when I wake up and I get out of bed and I'm like, I could really have sex today. Never, never. Really, it's not something that you've like got that. pinned upon, like, your, your sort of, like, whiteboard or something, being like, that's the goal for today. That's today's aim. Shag. Yeah. Tick. No, yeah. never. have goals never in life, wouldn't you? I'd much rather go out for a coffee with somebody and get to know their personality. Stare isn't their it though? It's um, demisexuality, isn't it? When you uh, when you wouldn't sleep with somebody that you, if you're not attracted to their personality. Maybe that's what I've got. Um, mm-hmm. And then but it eviscerates after a few drinks. Does it? Uh, so it's quite sort of flexible. I can sort of see where you're coming from. I can get. I can see where you're coming from. I'll be interested to see if other people agree with you on that one. Yeah. So I mean, some people these days as well. It's all sex, 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 isn't it? Like that's what they talk about their friends with. That's what that's what gets them going, and that's okay as well. But for me, I listen to that to that discourse, the sex discourse. Uh, not in a not in a weird way though. Not in a weird yeah, way. Listening I in get other people's it. conversations in the next room. <laughs> I, won't get, I won't get off on it, but for me, it's 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 not for me. I mean, sometimes it's but quite well, quite a lot of the time. Overrated. Okay, well, I'll accept that. My first unpopular opinion: people should stop worrying about climate change. Stop it. Stop worrying. The dislikes are going to be flying in after this, but I'd want a I'd want a justification for why impending global doom is not worth worrying about. 
I think individuals should stop worrying about it. I just think you should stop it. Stop worrying about, it. oh, but we're all going to die. Yeah, inevitably. That's, that's you know, that, that is guaranteed we're all going to die. Okay, that's a fact. But the world's going to burn. That's a fact as well. That is going to happen because the sun's going to explode or something or get too close. I don't know. I'm not bothered yeah. with the science of it all. So no, if these uh, things... Don't get bogged down in facts. Why would I? If these things are facts then why worry about them, okay? And people go, oh, but it's the temperature's going to increase 0.1 degrees. I wouldn't mind it. I'd take a tan. I'd take a tan at this point. I mean... Let's think about it. <laughs> Let's think about this, okay? What, you if with it... a tan? Yeah, can I well, think about that? Well, I think I'd look good with a tan. But anyway, it starts at 8 degrees on the morning, let's say, in the moment in summer, and then it peaks to 17 degrees, doesn't it? That's a 9-degree increase. Another 0.1 degrees. I can handle that. I can handle a little 0.1 degrees increase. There's nothing wrong with that. That wouldn't even be noticed. So people who go on about, oh, it's, it's all coming, it's all going to end. Stop getting worried about it. Let other people deal with that. You've got no impact whatsoever on this. Get on with your life. It reminds me of the Donald Trump tweet where he's like, I think he said that it's 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 snowing in New York. Where's global warming when you need it? Like exactly. it's a sham or something like me that. Me and Donald still, are in agreement. That's the that's the energy you're giving there. I mean <laughs> it's a hoax. No, it's not. I do before, I think I said I think it was our first ever. <laughs> it's our first ever podcast. I think I said I don't understand people that prefer winter over summer. So I'm a, I'm a fan of warm weather over mm-hmm. cold weather. You're a fan of climate whether change. I'm a fan of melting ice caps, deforestation, and the like. You know, fossil fuels and breathing that and air pollution. Whether I can get behind that, I'm not. I'm not too sure. And I feel like if somebody said to you, I mean, you can die of cancer when you're 80, or die of cancer when you're 25, then you're going to say, I'm dying of cancer when I'm 80. You know, so just but you're not going to die from one day. climate change at 25, are you? I mean, it's in the distance. No, no, no. But just it. because just because the sun's going to explode one day doesn't mean that we should do our best to kind of destroy the planet. But we'll be on Mars, though. This is the thing. We'll be on Mars in my <laughs> lifetime. We will. Musk is taking we'll himself on... to Mars in five years. I'll be up there in about 50. We'll be gone. Forget Don't about it. Don't quite far down the waiting list, though. Forget like, about it. Years. No, no. I know who you are be teleporting and all that sort of stuff fine. <laughs> yeah. but this is the thing what i don't get is the point i'm making is i don't get it when people start going oh everyone start recycling quick like all this sort of thing that's not going to stop things okay it's not going to stop things we in this country we have one of the best environmental policies in the world like i think it's top 15 or top 20 not bad not bad. it could be better you can always improve but it's the big you've got to get the bigger countries to do stuff if you're actually gonna make an impact so everyone else just chill just chill stop trying stop I mean, you know strapping yourself to bridges and stuff come on i'm not going to name any countries but there are countries out there that like that contribute i'd say china and india they go on china, there. yeah those countries that are not subscribing to to and america climate agreements and america well i mean we slagged them off enough last week though didn't we good point i don't want i just don't want the, the fbi and the cia on my back um i do accuse them of accuse them of killing jfk um but yeah those countries are, are mass polluters aren't they and you you know i just can't imagine myself ever finishing off a tin of soup and then washing it out to put it in the recycling because you know that if you leave a bit of carrot and coriander soup in the bottom of the tin they're not going to take it and recycle it and it like, is going to die because of you that's your because of you though. i just hate polar bears um mm. but i don't do that i don't really subscribe to that you are you are right and also there is a feeling i think it taps into a feeling of helplessness as well doesn't it because there's some people that are really passionate about this right especially people like there's people that i know people that have changed their diets to go vegan because they think that, that that will make a positive kind of impact. And I mean, I suppose it does technically, but it's a negligible impact. Drop in the ocean, people, if that. People, if that. People Stop. losing sleep because of it and things like yeah. really stressed out about it and things like that. I mean, 
those are the type of people that make everything about themselves anyway. Those are the, the type of that's, people. That's that's not just to be clear on this. That's what I'm talking about. There, people lose yeah. sleep. I, I saw an article about like um, people having climate anxiety and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the one I read that as well. That's that's the thing I don't get. It's a needless stress, isn't it? You're stressing yourself out about something you have no control over. So what's the point in it? I get that, but like, I wouldn't endorse climate change. But that's mm. not what you're saying. To be fair, although you suppose you are, if you're saying you want an extra extra degree or two <laughs> no. that's what you're saying i'm not seriously saying you're that but i'm just saying i i don't think people need to individuals you know at the databases don't need to stress about it too much do a bit of course do a bit quietly but then you get these people who stress about oh you know, buy your second hand clothes or whatever and then they're jetting off skiing twice a year it's like hey, i've not been on holiday for five years i'm doing my bit is that because of your climate anxiety or is that no. because of your financial situation Finan or finances but i'd yeah. love to burn the fossil fuels to be honest with you. i'd love to get on a plane and do that but financially you know i've got the priorities i get you i get you with that it's that for me it's the whole the grandstanding and the making it about themselves like type of thing mm. Uh, it's very uh, what we would call these days the main character syndrome. Is what mm. we call it. You know, when you, those people that think everything's about themselves, you know, they, they walk through a city centre and think everybody's looking at them when nobody gives a, a fuck. So it's that's, you you're describing that. It's not because I, I don't oh, sleep over over climate change. Okay, good. That's, over, that's over the one everything. thing. I'll, I'll endorse that. It might cost me a career in the future. <laughs> Imagine if I try and enter like sustainability after this with my degree and I go into sustainability. Uh, I never do that anyway because I can't stand the uh, the paper straws. Oh, yeah. plastic bring them back well they disintegrate in the mcdonald's milkshake or whatever it's just not practical yeah, no. um, but as long as it's not ending up in a, a turtle's mouth or whatever because that would be bad well, um, they can use it to so, breathe through can't they like get the water through so yeah but aesthetically it ruins the vibe isn't it mm, it doesn't look as good on instagram does it when you're in uh when you're in barley no. and a turtle's got a straw in its mouth no but yeah exactly it's, it's choking on a discarded fosters can or something oh, I've seen a picture shocking. of that before as well it's shocking really uh I'm drinking doesn't really doesn't really fit the vibe but we endorse that on this podcast obviously because mm. i'm not willing to disagree with you on this one because i think you're right about about climate stress live free i don't want people being stressed yeah smoke that's, a zoo. that's it smoke exactly a zoo. that's good for the environment <laughs> okay on to your next one people who stand up in the shower are weird stand up in the shower what you sit yeah. down well, I used to be an advocate of standing in the shower because society told me that that was what to do. So I socialized into that from a very young age. And I realized one of the most positive impacts on my life in the previous year is the fact that I started sitting down in the shower and having a shower for about 15 or 20 minutes, sitting down in the shower, shower, bam, on my head, just reflecting upon life. What, you sit cross legs in the bath then? Is that what yeah. you're saying? As if I'm, you know, do you remember in primary school when you'd sit down for like story time on the carpet? With yeah. Your legs crossed like that. You sit in a shower. That is incredible. I've never heard of anybody doing that. That's brilliant. Yeah. I wasn't I sure whether you meant you had like a stool, like an elderly person's stool in there or something, that kind of thing. But no, you just sit there. No, no, no. I sit on the floor. I sit on the floor. I go all in. If I was on a stool, I'd be too high up. My, I reach I reach my highest level of Zen when I'm on the floor. On the floor. So, and so what do you do? Do you, do you reach up for the shampoo? Do you stand up to get the shampoo? Do you have it at the side of you? The shampoo's just, it's just behind me. It's, it's within mm. reach. It's a, it's a shampoo. And the conditioner as well. I've started mm -hmm. conditioning my eye because it's getting a bit dry. Mm. Um, so I've had that into my routine. But I sit down in the show. I don't do it when I'm, say, a film round at somebody else's for whatever reason. I never sit down because I know that people would find it weird if they knew. Not that they're going to be in the shower with well, me. Are they in there when with I'm, you? When I'm at home, when I'm at home or when I'm showering by myself, I sit down for 15 to 20 minutes just to reflect upon things, I think. Because you'd have your, I mean, in, in the early days of this podcast, you had your shower thoughts, didn't you? And for me, I do that too and reflect upon things, but I can't do it stood up. I don't like standing up. It just makes me feel a bit tense. You know, like when you see somebody pacing around waiting for a train or something, I get secondhand anxiety from that. I'm kind of like, you know, let's just, let's just stand still. 
with a standing in the shower, there's no reason to stand in the shower. If you're there for a good 15, 20 minutes, take a just sit on the floor, just reflect upon things. You're not going anywhere fast. Sit down, have a think about your life, what you want, where you want to be. Do you regret any regrets, gratitude, <laughs> stuff like that? I do that in the shower. I well, like I that. can I like see that. how that would be an enjoyable experience. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with merging a few different things together, showering whilst thinking. I do that. I just do it stood up. I think if you're stood up, though, you're not relaxing because you're like, it's, it's almost like you don't want to be there if you're stood up. Why are you stood up? I stand up really out of habit, to be honest with you. Mm. But it, I also, I just sort of zone out visually. Like I just go into autopilot. So I'm just like doing the shower or whatever. And I'm just sort of thinking, yeah. sometimes eyes closed or whatever. I just don't really need to, to sit down. If somebody who's listening to this podcast can tell me a practical reason why you would stand up in a shower, I'm all games to hear it. It's easier to wash your body stood up than it is sat down. Job done. If, if, you're, if you're in there for 15 to 20 minutes anyway, then it's then it's fine. You're going, there's enough water to get around and everything, isn't it? You know? The crevices. You, you don't have to stay still. You can maybe lay your legs out a bit if you want Ooh. to wash your uh, those bits and things like that. It, it can be done. Just adapt. Adapt to it. But honestly, it, 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 I do reach uh, a, a, a quite a stage of mindfulness, actually. It's a questionable think, one, but yeah. I mean, I'm a questionable character, I suppose, aren't I? But, yeah, you are. But yeah, that's what I'm Yep. We'll see how that one goes down. I'll be curious to see the reaction to that one in the people, comments. Those people to try it. I feel like you learn something new about me every week, and we've known each other for about twelve years now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there's always a always a nice surprise. And always then. something. I'll do my next one now. <clears throat> this one is controversial. So brace yourself. Uh oh. David Attenborough Uh-oh. is overrated. Okay. <laughs> now, now listen up. Okay, because this one is it's important that people understand this. Okay. Now I'm not saying I dislike the guy. I'm not saying he's evil. He's not invaded a sovereign nation, for example. Although I'd like to see him do that. I'd love to see that as a character arc for him, actually. Invade, he couldn't like, do any worse than uh, Putin did and yeah, fast, just invade so. a little country invade invade wow. like Taiwan or something do you know what I mean have we got any, have we got any listeners from there they, oh which they... we do actually I think we do have like one down there another, yeah. cut that out and pick another one uh, Ecuador invade Ecuador do you know what I mean invade Ecuador David but what, what I'm saying I think he's overrated not because I dislike the guy but purely yeah. because I think people go oh David Asabra he's brilliant blah 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 the guy talks for a living okay it's his voice <laughs> all he does is voiceovers he doesn't even go out there anymore doesn't even bother going to Africa lazy as well okay so uh, old maybe well it's 96 I, I think he's made that up as well I think he's about 82 I think he's added a few years there for sympathy or something I think he's overrated and I, mm-hmm. I just because look he does some good work I'm not saying it's you know bad work I'm not saying I dislike the guy I'm just saying people rave about him as if he's done some incredible things all he does is go oh and here we are in the mountains of Belgium and I've spotted a pigeon and it's like, come on, David, let's give it a rest, mate. It's, he, all he does is voiceover. A, did you just decide to have a go at David Attenborough this week so you could shoehorn in an Attenborough impression? Is that, yeah. I think that's what I'm gleaming from this. <laughs> but he's done, too bad, the guy, I've never watched, is it, what is it? Green Planet, what is it? The planet stuff he does. Planet Earth, Earth, Green Planet. Planet all, isn't he? Green, Blue Planet, that's it. Milk of never, I never, it's not, I don't Get find some it new material, David. What about Mars? And shout a bit, a bit of versatility, I mean. Last week we did JFK. Now we're doing unpopular opinions. That's versatility. Mm-hmm. It really is more of the same from him, to be fair. I do feel like some people, like the nation's granddad, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So I think for people out there with granddad issues, if that's the thing, granddaddy issues, yeah, maybe yeah. he fills a void in their life. But I can't say I've ever seen the appeal. Seems like a perfectly amicable chap. And, exactly, um, he does. I think he's done a lot. I think he's done a lot of work for uh, conservation. So I'm not sure Has whether he? I'm I'm suspect with your kind of anti-climate change agenda. 
with the first and popular opinion. And now you're slagging off David Attenborough. I think you've been paid off by Shell or something like that. This week we are sponsored by BP. I'd like to announce that we are this week. They're this week's sponsor, guys. <laughs> I remember actually in second year I was talking to a guy and I was like, what do you want to do for your career? And he studied law and he's like, oh, I want to go into environmental law. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, you know, that's a way, that's a way to make a tangible difference with your degree. I was like, so have you had an internship in anywhere? Like, like NGO, like, you know, like human rights organizations? Goes, yeah, I had an internship at BP. He's on the side of the bad guys. That's a red flag. Unmatch. 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 <laughs> I want to work for them. I want to try and be- yeah. I want to improve their PR image. Actually, <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Let's good luck with look that. Like the good guys. You like Prince Andrew's PR manager. It's a are disgrace. There any fossil fuels, or you know, are they re- are they maybe renewable? If you think about it, killing birds in the oil spill, wasn't it? About 2010, they had the oil spill, killed a few birds or whatever. Wrong. There's too no. many anyway. It did us a favor, if anything. Population control. Yeah, I mean, anybody that's seen the Alfred the Alfred Hitchcock movie, what is it called? Is it called Birds? I've not the, seen the it, birds no. I've seen Kes. Attacking people. Kes. That's a northern reference that no one's going to understand, Kes, because it's one of the most bizarre movies I've ever watched. A bird dies in that as well. Bird dies in that. Spoiler alert. Don't oh. watch it. It's shit. But yeah, bird dies in that. We've got it for birds this week. But yeah, I do feel like you've been paid off by an oil company. This is the, this is the thing I'm not saying is a bad Chinese guy. Or something like that, maybe. I'm not saying it's a bad guy. I'm saying it's a 7 out of 10, not a 9 and 10. Do you know I mean, like I'm saying, yeah. not in looks, obviously. Not in looks. I'm talking no, about I mean, as a person. For his age, he's a 10 out of 10. He's just a bit old for me. So. Ooh, well, just a little bit, yeah. Just a little about, bit. About 70 years, yeah. 90, yeah. I mean, I just I, think... 75 years. Wow. I see. I just think the guy's overrated. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I just, I, I don't, you know, I don't wish him ill. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not against no, no, him. No, I'm just saying he's not up on that upper echelons that people talk about. He's good. That's it. Yeah, he's uh, he's somebody I don't have a problem with, but there are people out there that have a, a panic attack every time they see him trending on Twitter because they think he's mm. dead, um, as if it's the end of the, the world or whatever. He seems like a nice guy, though. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to label him as overrated, even though he is. Because he does just seem a very cuddly, amicable, friendly guy. And still churning out work at the age of 96 is something that I won't be doing if I'm alive as well. Mm, I don't know. Is it him, though? Is he using, like, an AI machine? Is he just, like, trained an AI machine to, like, replicate his voice? Who knows? Can you have a go at somebody for earning a living by just talking when you're a YouTuber and a podcaster? Well, I at least I get in front of camera. I'm actually doing stuff. He's just in a studio now. He's just in a studio. He barely goes anywhere. He's been jetting off for years. That's why. That's why he's on the planet. It's in this state. It's David doing his documentaries. He was doing a documentary about. It was either the uh, the Arctic or Antarctica. They both merged into one, which is ironic because they couldn't be any further apart. Mm. And there was a bit of controversy went there a a few years ago because one of the scenes was filmed at like Chester Zoo or something. But uh, they like made out as if it was filmed in in the Arctic or whatever, and it was like they didn't get the shot they wanted in the Arctic of this penguin giving birth, like or whatever. So they did it at Chester Zoo and thought that nobody had noticed, which is uh, it's, it's an interesting one. But I'm not sure he made that editorial kind of decision. So well, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sling sling any shit. At, uh, if he if he uh, puts his name to these things, I want him to take responsibility. He does. Uh, I think at his big age, he uh, <laughs> he should have learned by now to to take responsibility. And if he hasn't learned now, then he will never learn. But I get what you mean. There are people that are weirdly attached to him. Um, they fetishize got, him. They do, and we we can't fetishize uh, old people. No. That's quite offensive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If anything. But yeah, no, he's a nice guy. He's a nice chap, isn't he? He is. He is. I'm sure he would be. Right, what's your next one? It's okay to dump someone by text. Oh, that is controversial. Is that? That is controversial. Go on. I've never done it. I've never done it. But I think it's a very, very stressful situation to be involved in for the dumper and the dumpy shall we say why not just do it by text and make it less emotional you don't need somebody crying you don't need to see somebody crying they don't need to see you crying 
let's minimize heartbreak because heartbreak is bad. And let's just send, you know, you, I'm not saying it has to be limited text. Like you can send an essay if you want or a letter, but like do it not face to face because it's less intense. It's too intense. And this, you know, society has told us that people that dump by text are cowards. They're not. They're just emotionally savvy and they want to protect their feelings and the feelings of the other person as well. That's a very controversial one. And I, I personally don't agree, but that wasn't absolutely going to happen. The controversial things for a reason. But I think for me, texting... I don't know. I think it's just if you build a relationship with somebody, even if it's for a few months or a few years or whatever, you know, I think it's just a respectful thing. Let's get it face to face. Yes, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, guys. It will. Heartbreak hurts. Okay, it does. Probably. I've never experienced it. Probably does. But, you know, I think just face to face, it's sort of a respectful way. If it's been, you know, a cheating situation, if it's been dirty, if it's not, you know, if it's clearly collapsing or collapsed, then, yeah, you know, it's, let's go our separate ways, drop a text or whatever. If it's, I'm not feeling this, I'm not feeling this anymore, I've got different, you know, I haven't got feelings for you anymore, then maybe you want to get face-to-face, okay, because, you know, we've got things to discuss and work through. And it helps with closure as well at times, you know, with closure, rather than the question marks of, oh, why did he dump me? Why did he over text? Well, you can say in the text, though, you can, you just, you know, you're dropping me, it's not you, it's me, bam. Mm, back bam. little chest up. Enjoy your life, send my love to the parents. You've uh, lost your looks. Go our separate you're not what you was. You peaked in first year, and now yeah. uh, I'm on to something else. But no, it's not. It's not a cowardly thing. It's you can say everything you need to say over 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 text. You just don't need to go through that emotional trauma in person. And I think as well, things like wherever it happens, be it in somebody's living room, be it if you take somebody out for a, a latte and dump them over that in a coffee shop, that place will forever be tainted. Uh, you know, they're never going to go Starbucks again because it just reminds them of being dumped. Whereas a text, you know, there's less emotional trauma there and you don't tarnish a particular location either. It makes sense to me. But I have to say, I've never done it and I probably never will do it because I know what other people think about it, if that makes sense. And I'm a person that's always willing to sacrifice my own well-being and my own feelings for the good of other people. That's good so of you. I, I don't dump people by text and I've never been dumped by text, but it's something that I just don't understand why it's the norm to do it in person. I just think the idea of doing it by text, though, it's it's for me, text is always a low value form of communication. I don't, bother. Do, it WhatsApp, don't do it. Then. Do it by WhatsApp then. No, what? It's all it's all the same thing. It's all um, no, no. It's all just it's all just characters on a screen, right? It's it's low value nonsense for me. So I I personally would be like, that's how much for me. If you send it by text, that's them saying that's how much I value you. You're worth a few characters, a few you know um, megabytes of data that's been sent across the the Ethernet. That's what you're worth. They're dumping you anyway. It doesn't matter how much you're worth to them, or if you're dumping somebody, it doesn't matter. Detach from those feelings, and if anything, if you're a pro kind of dumping in person and you want to go through that emotional trauma and somebody texts you it helps with getting over them because you think he dumped me by text he's not worth it so it helps with the healing process as well actually it leaves uh, a lot of questions and answers that's the only thing i'm an angel but you can text back what do you what do you mean i've got fat or whatever you know whatever <laughs> the issue is what do you mean you know why is it not working you can ask these questions over text as well it's a perfectly valid form of, uh, of communication maybe you could reply in a gif or something as well mm, you know, yeah it does just... open up doors for you know for a meme or two doesn't it really but it's you know a bit more flexible uh, but i just don't understand the emotional kind of trauma that you have to go through it has to, it has to be done in person it has to be done in person it's almost I like think... suffering for the sake of suffering mm, i think that's the most controversial one we've had so far I do. Well, I mean, it's, uh, that's that's what people are, are tuning in for this week. Exactly. Maybe, maybe we should meet halfway, dump over Zoom. <laughs>
How's about that? You only got forty <laughs> minutes though. For, only got five minutes to talk it through. You could just clap react, couldn't you, on Zoom? Zoom is a happy middle ground. I'd do that. Yeah, we'll settle on that. Right on to my next controversial opinion. Most people shouldn't get married. Okay, <laughs> this is this is what I'm saying. Let me set the scene for this one. Fifty percent of people get divorced, or something like that. Some sort of statistic. One in two. I think. Is it, high, is it as high as that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like that. Something like that. Same rate as cancer. Didn't expect to turn up this week and have my faith in long-standing relationships shattered, but here we are. 50 goes under the high. So it's something high. like that. I think most people shouldn't get married. I think it's quite clearly, from those statistics, a broken system. As a feminist, I'm against the patriarchy. And I bloody love women. And so, therefore, I do not agree with the system in which created marriage. This, oh, this, this sort of, it was related to the church and men owning women. And all, no, 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 no. Let's let, let women own men, if anything. Let's well, some men are into head. that. So. Yeah, if you're into that, go for it. But what I'm saying is, I don't think most people should get married. I think they should be a little bit more flexible, a little more open. Don't get bogged down into all that if you don't need to, if you're not able to. Some people aren't actually like geared up for a stable one-person relationship long-term for the rest of their life. Some people want to flirt about a bit. Why not? Why do we have to call it marriage? Can we not just say this is a relationship? Is a relationship not enough of a thing for you? Why do we need to get the church involved? Why do we need to get a piece of paper involved? Can we not just say this is a relationship? And let's just have that connection, that bond. That in itself is our marriage. We don't need a church. We don't need our friends and family going, oh, we've got married. Oh, who cares? Who cares? Nothing to do with you. Let, let them be. Live and let live. I'm just, I'm just throwing words out there now. Let them be. But... Let it be. <laughs> live and let die, if anything. Exactly. Let die. Good Thank movie. You. I think there's something nice, though, about the sentiment of somebody wanting to spend the rest of of their life with you though it, it, it shows a good good they're good intentions though if somebody wants to marry you, they have good intentions and they want to signify that they want to spend the rest of your life with you and i mean you don't necessarily have to get married in a church or have the church involved do you really yeah hotel um, yeah vegas drive through yeah. love all oh, that's popular. lovely and romantic a little that's drive through lovely caesar's palace or something like that after yeah, yeah. mackey's on the after, way after out do, you have to do it at caesar's palace or something Dunkin donuts a, yeah Dunkin donuts but my, my point is more that for me, a relationship is the marriage. Like if I'm if I'm in a relationship with you, that is it. That is that is the signal that we're spending the rest of our lives together. That's that's what that is to me. Without the then the marriage and you know, I'm not saying I won't get married. I'm just saying like that is to me that's the signal of I'm spending the rest of my life with you. Yeah, it's not like I'm not, to me. It's not I'm dipping my toes in with you. Like it's, it's all in or in. Not, not all in or nothing. Yeah. Mm. Um, I do get, I get that way of thinking. I know that people that get married, like I think some of them at least, enjoy the idea of all the eyes being on them and that's their Ooh. big day. You yeah. know, like when people gasp when the, the bride turns up, rocks up in the church in her white dress or whatever, and everybody turns around as she's walking down the aisle. I think that's nice. And I've planned out aspects of my wedding already. Um, <laughs> people want that moment, of, though, don't they? They want that moment. I'd love it. I'd, I'd catwalk down oh, there, you know, goodness. and I've got my the orchestral version of Taylor Swift's Lover, smash hit. Uh, playing as they're walking down the aisle and everything. It's a nice occasion, I think. That's what people want out of it. But yeah, I knowing you as well, like, I know you're not bothered by that. And I'm sure there'll be lovely ladies out there that aren't bothered by it that you you get along well with. Um, I like the idea of a, a marriage, or at least a civil partnership. I, I wouldn't get married in a church. I don't think I'd have a traditional wedding. I'm not, I'm not sure they'd let me. Maybe. Um, but I think uh, I like my, I like the idea of marriage. I like the I like the commitment. 
and the show of commitment that comes with it and everything. Social and signal. I, it's uh, yeah, exactly. That's my wedding. It's just one big kind of look at me. Look at me. I'm wearing a suit. I'm getting married. I'm uh, deciding the playlist for the after party. It it's is, also it, nice to have all your friends and family in in, in one place, though. That's, that's the you, only good bit. That that occasion. That's bit. nice. And and all your significant others, friends and family in the same place mm. as well. Because I think I've got friends drawn from from school, from different things that I've got involved in at uni, and from the most random kind of places. It'd be nice to get them all in a room together to to look at me. <laughs> talk about me but my, you know my, I mean? my issue comes with like oh and then we're gonna spend 40 grand on this and it's like oh do we need to yeah, i don't think i'd let's not come on let's chill out i don't, I don't think i'd it depends how what job i get though to be fair i mean you could splash out but my, my parents aren't married and my mum refused to get married to my dad because his family are way bigger than hers in terms of number and she'd be like they'd outnumber your family would outnumber my family so i don't want to get married um <laughs> And yeah, like they've been together for long enough, you know, like I, they're similar vibe to what you said. It's kind of like that relationship that it might as well, they might as well be be married, but it does not. I never understand why women traditionally take men's names after marriage as well. I think that's a bit crazy. I like my surname. I might double barrel it. Um, it depends on what the other surname is because there's some bad surnames out there. Like what? Uh, I came across somebody on LinkedIn the other day called Tuna Cunt. Tuna Cunt. <laughs> cunt with a K though. Cunt with a K, but I don't that's think that, that. I don't think that Toby Hurst. Cunt is... I think that make perfect sense. <laughs> it's, uh, it's usually a statement, not a name. Though. <laughs> cunt. But yeah, I'll never understand that for the for the life of me. But I like the idea of a, a marriage and a you know a knees up after, and you know you've got all your mates and your your family mixing and all your significant others, family and mates mixing as well. It's kind of it's kind of nice, isn't it? I'm not against a wedding. I'm not saying I never will. It's just more that I I think most people shouldn't. I thought all fifty percent of people shouldn't. Given the statistics, see, you can't see the future though. Um, can you? So you don't know if you're going to get done. Nobody gets married thinking they're going to get divorced, I don't think. Maybe Henry VIII I had a bit of a problem with that, didn't he? He did a little a topical, bit. Topical reference. It is. Um, it's for all our Henry VIII fans. Uh, yeah. we, we've got the finger on the pulse here. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm in faith. I would. You, you never know if you're going to get divorced, do you? Well, um, unless they've got you know a few quid behind them, in which case they probably are planning three, five years ahead. Let's see. Are they going to die? Is it going to be a mysterious accident? Can I help that along? You know, it either comes to the end of their life, that kind of thing. Then at that point, you do start planning ahead. Mm, maybe I will get a divorce. Well, I mean, you've signed the prenup and everything, haven't you? Yeah, I think that's what Adele's husband did, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. he, he made a mint out of that. But I don't like the idea. I, I'm disappointed. I, I hope you have a wedding because I'll be there. We'll have a I mean, I might, I might do. It might just be a little bit different, might be a little bit quirky, might be not very traditional. Mixed up a bit. Well, that's those are the best ones. I'd love to go to like an Indian wedding or something like that. They look like a, a giggle. I like a bit of that. <laughs> Do they? Everybody looks like they have a good time, and they have big yeah. kind of gatherings as well. Because it's more, of, I think it's more of a more of a thing in, in that kind of culture, isn't it? More of a more of a big thing. I like the um, idea of like free food at weddings. I said this before about wakes. Like that's the best bit about all these events is just the free food. Yeah, I'm never really minding of the the cake. I'm not a big fan of. It's usually like got white icing on, isn't it? I don't really like that. Um, Ooh, but the, the spread, you know, the cocktail sausages, sausage rolls, you know, a bit of that. There's a bit of that, a bit of a salami or whatever you're having at the wedding. It's always it's always nice, isn't it? So, yeah, get married just so Ed can feed himself mm-hmm. is basically what we're saying this week. It's a free meal. Uh, or two if you take a doggy bag. Eating everybody's leftovers is, oh. uh, yeah. Wedding, I tell you what, I've never been to a wedding with a good DJ. I hope my wedding is the first wedding ever that has a decent DJ. DJ Dave. It's so cringy. DJ Dave. Avicii. Uh, oh no, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> oh, he's not going to be there in spirit, sorry. maybe. But yeah, yeah, sorry if I've offended any uh, Avicii fans. He you turned out the bangers him. back in the day. That's why he came to my head. Uh, rest mm. in peace, though. Rest in peace. But yeah, my wedding will have a decent DJ. They always they talk over the music as well. I hate that. 
Mm. Who's having a good time today? And you're in a working men's club or something. He's playing in ABBA. I think I'm having an adequate time today. Uh, I'll put it lightly. Yeah, I mean, I think also with weddings, it's a whole sort of buying like wedding present gifts and all. Oh, God. Do you, what, you want three blenders, do you? Like you just end up everyone buying the same stuff. Like what's going on? Buy your own blender. Why am I some, buying your blender? Some people send out lists of gifts that they want Ugh. with the invite. I'd never be that obnoxious. I think that's what a, a pony. I agree. Well, that's what I mean. It's usually because they're getting married and he's going to move into a new house or something like that. So it's usually just practical stuff. Oh, I want and a chest. Can somebody get us a chest of drawers from Ikea or something like tea that? Tea towels. And I have a kettle. Tea towels. You like know, a fiver. Buy it yourself. Yeah, no. I, that is bizarre. I've seen people like, so on one side, there'll be the invitation that you have to um, RSVP to. And on the other side, there's like a list of like potential gift ideas. I boycott those weddings, I think. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want any gifts. The greatest gift to me is eternal and undying love. Well, at least in fifty percent of cases, anyway, mm-hmm. I wouldn't ask for gifts. If somebody wants to give me a gift, then, then maybe so. But it's it's bottom of my love languages uh, trait is, uh, is gift it? giving. Yeah, five love languages and gift giving, gift receiving is, is the lowest of them. That's so if anybody's watching this now and thinks they're going to be at my wedding, then don't don't bother bringing anything. Just bring yourself. I that. Don't want anything. Just turn up empty-handed. I'm never going to uh, get you anything. Scram my free my free food. You just know the buffet is going to be nice. Pretentious, oh, maybe. Maybe oh. like hummus. Oh, oh God. No, no, no. <laughs> if it's good, I'm, I'm not going to turn up. If it's like hummus and your breadsticks or whatever. No, no, no. Let's get some proper food in there. Proper scran. Get some proper scran in there. Some Heinz yeah. beans or whatever. <laughs> beans on toast. You know, beans on toast. That's Beans what you on toast. Fish and chips. No, I'll, yeah. I'll accept a bit of pesto pasta. I'll, I'll accept nice. that. I live off of that, yeah. I like a bit yeah. of so pasta. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big fan of marriage. What's your next one? Oh, my next one is flowers. They're pointless. Ooh, attacking the flower industry. Go on. Which kind of ties into what I was just saying about gift giving, really, because I don't mean flowers in general. I don't mean your uh, like fields of poppies and things like that. You know, I respect the armed services. It's good. Uh, I mean, giving flowers as a gift is completely and utterly futile. And pointless, and I never actually received any flowers, so maybe I give off that energy that I just don't mm. see the point in them. But I'm thinking from a practical perspective, they look nice for about a week and then they just wilt away. And I don't wouldn't want to be associated with that, you know. It's very metaphorical, if anything, isn't it? You know, if you give somebody flowers at the beginning, they look amazing, everything seems amazing, and then gradually over time they just depreciate and with flowers there's nothing more depressing than a wilted flower so i don't really see any point especially when you've got so many other good gifts out there that you could give if you want like practical things wine comes to mind mm-hmm. uh chocolate maybe mm-hmm. something, like that. something i can wear um but flowers no they don't they look good for a bit and then they die it's a nice think- romantic sentiment but that's I- only because society teaches a romantic thing to do it's not yeah, I think I'm on board with you on this one a little bit, to be honest. Unless it was a thing which somebody specifically likes to receive, it probably wouldn't be my go-to thing. It's a bit like giving people cards. Like, you put cards up for a week, you chuck them in the bin afterwards. I'm not keeping cards. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Unless it's, like, got a really sentimental picture on it or something, like, you're not going to be keeping cards. So it's a bit like that, but with flowers, like, up for a week, in the bin, job done. I'm a- I'm a fan of cards because I love writing a, an essay in, inside a card, oh, you know, a really soppy one. Thanks for being my friend and, you know, whatever. Well, I, I like that, but you couldn't do that with flowers because you're limited. You only get a little card with them, don't you? You can write Tiny. on the petals. They'd die even sooner then, though. I think we're just perpetuating the issue. So, yeah, it's not. You only get a little card with them, so you can't really express what you're feeling with them. They die after a week. I mean, I remember 
this Valentine's Day walking through city centre being knocked, being like, it makes me sick seeing men carrying flowers on Valentine's Day because you know exactly where they're going, what they're doing. This it's generic, it's cliched, it's not practical, it doesn't make sense. Oh, you're having a go. I'm setting out my stall right now. Pointless. If anybody can tell me a practical use of a flower, I'm all over it. Wouldn't you just rather receive like a box of celebrations or a milk tray, Cadbury's milk tray, or something like that? Flowers, not for me. They're gone in less than a week, though. No, I knew. Yeah, well, they're probably gone in. I do like to binge it. Um, but at least you get use out of those, though. Like, it's, it's filling your stomach. Tastes nice, doesn't it? A bit of chocolate. Whereas <laughs> flowers, I mean, they're pretty to look at, but some things aren't all about aesthetics. And they don't taste that nice, do they? Flowers? No, I can't oh. imagine they do. You get those restaurants that serve flowers sometimes. They always a garnish or anything but not very filling do you remember at school uh, somebody had to go to hospital for eating a I can't remember whether it was a, a daffodil a buttercup or a dandelion I think I've been dandelion somebody like year nine and somebody had to go to school for eating that um, so bad flowers are bad is that a flower? probably it's all bad it might be a weed actually but yeah, it's bad all the it's same bad. thing are they all same racket. Around. flowers bad bad gift don't eat them because you end up in hospital um, good for nothing yeah, I sort of agree with that. I'm sort of on board with that. Unless the person specifically likes flowers, I'm sort of, yeah, I'd probably never go to, to flowers for that reason. Boring. Cliche. What is your next one? My next one is Botox should be free on the NHS. Oh, God. <laughs> is that a funny one? Is that a funny one? It's, it's not meant uh, to be funny. I mean, <laughs> funny. go on. I think if you're going down the lane of Botox, you're obviously quite preoccupied with with your with your features and with your skin and you know things like that, with wrinkles and whatnot. That it's probably a form of like you know stress. I think stressing you out and like it's not easy because you're getting stressed out of your wrinkles. What does stress cause? Wrinkles cycle, right? <laughs> Does it? And I think some people, if you're that preoccupied with your crow's feet under your eyes or whatever, and it's distracting you in your everyday life and everything, the NHS would do a good kind of service in in just you know providing those kind of services for people. That that kind of you know there's a demand out there for it. And I mean like they do they do do gastric bands on the NHS. I think they do, don't they? And that's quite like a that's a vanity thing as well. It's a health thing. I just I don't know why we've we've stopped at gastric bands and not. We haven't included Botox and that kind of uh, picket fence of what the, the services the, the NHS provides. Really? Is this something you subscribe to them by the sounds of this is something? Yeah, you... so I'm just trying to save myself money in the future, you know, uh-huh. a couple of years when I'm getting these injections here and injections there. I wouldn't say that they need to provide fillers and things like that, though. That, that'd that's be a bit too much. That's good. That'd be a bit too We can't ask too much to the NHS. Cash strapped as well, you know, not, mm. not, getting, uh, not getting the funding it needs. But I think they, they provide Botox. They would be like a weight off of uh, a lot of people's shoulders. I think in this day and age, so many people are fixated with 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 kind of looking young staying young remaining young and whatnot the demands there for it i think they should do it mental health as well mental health really that would come under that bracket would it yeah. as opposed to sort of vanity or you know cosmetic procedure or anything like that i realized i was making a really long rambly point but saying mental health at the end of it would add some kind of credence to it so i did <laughs> oh, mental health. i didn't even say anything i said mental health it's just, <laughs> just a phrase just a phrase but it really you know there are people out there aren't they i'm sure there's a condition like the people out there like too much botox and too many fillers that's a, a medical condition surely isn't it like that any like, counseling yeah not the nhs to give them more Botox. No, but I mean, it should be more easily accessible. <laughs> you know, let's get more people addicted. Let's Come no, on, it's guys! Not, it's not, no, they. You know what? You can have a Botox card. You have one Botox. You can get it once. You can get it once on the NHS, like a Starbucks card. And then like you can go Starbucks. private if you want it that much. But like <laughs> people out there do obsess over vanity and aesthetics and things like that. Let's encourage it. Such to the point where it's detrimental to their mental health. That I think that. The NHS should provide it and placate people's concerns about that. Um, but to be honest, though, I'd, uh, I'd splash out for it anyway. The, the NHS don't start providing it. 
off the back of this podcast, I'd, I'd splash out, you know, Why? a few what, thousand what's pounds. Wrong with, what's wrong with lines? I want lines on my... Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Not yet. Um, it's actually got to put the effort in. You've got to, you know, look good, feel good. No, no, no. Can't be it's having my that. mantra with that. But I think it's just something that would ease people's worries. Well, let's keep, give people a million quid while Sarasen as well. That'll ease people's worries. Job done. Let's not get, let's not get ridiculous. Let's not get ridiculous. Let's they wouldn't, and they, they wouldn't. If you give everybody a million quid, then uh, inflation and money's, you know, uh, not, that million quid wouldn't be worth a million for long. But economics, I think you do that at A-level. You shouldn't know that. No. If you give everyone Botox, then there'll be no, no need to have it because everyone will look the same. So, you know, won't be yeah, any, but, any yeah. more beneficial. Some of us aren't comparing ourselves to other people. We're just looking at our own skin and being like, oh, lines here, lines there, whatever. I'm living yeah. free from uh, from other people. I don't care whether they've got Botox or not. Not living free from yourself, though. That's maybe the next step we need to move on. To. Yes, it's getting quite existential now, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> that's, that's definitely a controversial one. I, I think yours will be more controversial than mine. Well, I'm a man of a uh, Marmite, Marmite figure, I definitely. think. You either love me or loathe me. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can't appreciate me at my best, then you... No. You can't appreciate me at my worst. It's a Freudian slip there. It's a Freudian slip. I'm never at my worst anyway. If you can't appreciate me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Good That's point. Marilyn Monroe. That's Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Famous philosopher. And some people say she's just a big pair of... All right, next one. <laughs> next one. My next point. Two, two office references in two weeks, baby. <laughs> We're flying. We're flying. My next one. Roast dinners are overrated. Yes. Okay. Now, for me... I just don't get it. I don't get the whole thing. Like a bit of meat and some veg, often not even nice, the nice veg. Like there's some veg which I quite like, and there's somewhere a bit like, oh, I mean, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage. I mean, like, mm, get some carrots on there. Maybe I'll be interested. But the whole sort of roast dinner thing, it's been overdone. I'm sick to death of it. I don't even think people like it. I think it's just like a comfort thing. I think it's like, oh, oh, it's like a bit of comfort food. Oh, it's nice and warm and all that kind of thing. I don't think it's, I think it's a familiarity thing. I think it's embedded into the system. I think it's part of our Western yeah. propaganda that's been embedded from the state. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it's, um, I think it's a conspiracy. No, I think... Um, I, I just think it's really overrated. Like, why are we having that every Sunday? A Sunday roast. Why are we name it after a day? We don't have like a Tuesday tuna or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't have that kind of thing. What's, yeah, the, what is it? Fish, fish and chip Friday at school. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Alliteration as well. Yeah. But I just don't get it. Like, why? If you want a roast, have it on a, have it on a Wednesday. People get socialised into it. It's a bit like standing up in the shower. Uh, so parallels <laughs> with that. It's just a force oh. of habit to have a roast on a Sunday, and we do have a roast every Sunday at home. Uh, I've never been a big fan of it, though. I think it, if a roast rules out many, many, many top-tier vegetables, like, I love I love aubergines. What? Do you? I an aubergine on a Sunday roast. And also, I think it's just a bit bland. Mm. It doesn't taste of much. The best Gravy. part of a roast is the, the stuffing. But I'm not a fan. I, as much as I like broccoli, cauliflower, and cabbage, and you know your, your standard run-of-the-mill veg, it's just not very creative. It's, it's a lack of creativity, I think, for me. It's a bit lazy, if anything. Mm. It's sticking to what you know, and I don't subscribe to that. I'd rather have a sushi sundae instead. Yeah, it's very fixed, love. isn't it? Very fixed. Yeah, I think it's just a bit rigid, and it's it's not. That is not living free. It's not what I stand for. Mm. Uh, and also, like you know what you're, you know what you're going to get. Sometimes I like waking up not knowing what I'm going to have to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I'm not a meal planner. Well, so why do I have yeah. to sit through a roast every every Sunday? And Christmas would be a lot more special, you know, if we weren't having a roast every week. Like you know, I know you get the turkey out and things like that, and all the trimmings and pigs in blankets. But it's basically Christmas meal is basically what you have every Sunday anyway. Mm-hmm. So why don't we make it? more special by cutting back on the roasts. I've well, seen a, a lot of pushback against roasts recently mm-hmm. amongst friends. 
as well. I think people are getting a bit bored of it. I think it's well, gonna. I think the roasts are dying out. I want to go one step further and say, why are we doing this at Christmas? Why can't we get get a pizza in? Get a Chinese in? Get why why are we sticking so rigid to these sort of traditional tropes? I mean, if people are if everyone around the table is sort of like six out of ten, seven out of ten on roast dinner, why are you making a roast dinner even if it is Christmas? Get get in a few pizzas, have a have a few different things, and just go around and just you know have a little nibble or whatever. Have a buffet. Yeah, I mean, it'd be annoying to uh, coordinate on Christmas Day though. If you're like ordering on delivery or something, and Uncle Gary wants a Nando's, but Aunt Sheila wants. <laughs> Thai takeout or something like that. It just becomes a nightmare. How about you have some bland turkey in some gravy, like you do every fucking Sunday, and I'll stick some veg on the side. And because it's Christmas, we're going to wrap the pigs in blankets and have them as well. And then you're going to enjoy it because it's Christmas. Yeah. For no other reason other than the fact that it's the 25th of December, you are going to enjoy it. Eat it, enjoy, and fall asleep watching TV after. That's the, that's the Christmas. Day. It kind of links to my next one, actually. Um, <laughs> But that's the Christmas way, baby, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I just think let's be a bit more flexible with these things. Let's try and mix things up a little bit. I mean, we have roasting on most Sundays, probably not every Sunday, but most Sundays. And it's a bit like, mm, too much. Why, too much. why, why do we have to do that? Too much, of a, too much of a good thing makes it bad. I said it earlier. I said it again. I think I said it about sex, I think, which, which is true. I think about sex. Too much of a good thing makes it bad. You've got to appreciate it, you know? If you're having. Fish and chips or wheat, you can go fish and chips. As much as I love fish and chips, and you need to push the boat out, don't you? It's the same with roasts. Same with roasts. I think mm-hmm. some people just like sticking to what they know. I think you've hit the nail on the head with the comfort thing. It doesn't taste bad. It doesn't taste of anything, really. That's the no, issue. No. Unless I'm just having bad roasts all over that. It's a tick from me. Chicken um, bland. Like chicken bland, turkey, even worse. Beef, too dry. Always too dry. You can coat it in gravy and it's always too dry. The only thing, I won't hear any words against lamb. I like a lamb. Yeah, lamb's not bad. Uh, a mint sauce on there. Slap that mm-hmm. on there. That varies it up a bit, doesn't it? But not every Sunday. Not every Sunday. At least mix up the at least mix up the meat is what I'm saying. At least do something a bit different every well, Sunday. More than one, more than one meat would be mm. interesting. Check a bit of gammon on there or something. But yeah, I don't mm. even know whether that would be an unpopular opinion anymore. So I think the idea of a roast has become very antiquated. Mm. I think people amongst our age are uh, just living free. I think it'll die yeah. out. I think it'll die, out. and so it should. I think so. I think we used to go. We used to go on holiday and we used to go to Greece and Turkey and places like that. And the bars and the restaurants would market themselves as having like we do bisto gravy, you know, for all the British tourists going out there. Why are you going out to Greece and you're having a roast? With bisto pre-made gravy. Oh, they've got no, bis- the same. Sandra, Sandra, they got bistro. Come on, they got bistro, gonna, Sandra. We're going to fly halfway across Europe just to have something that we could have at home, like we do every Sunday anyway. Like have. Comfort. Have a gyros, have souvlaki, right. have a stefado. You're in Greece, man. Lift one. Stiff one. Come on. <laughs> Maybe not on holiday. Maybe. Whirlwind romance. Mm. Um, but yeah, very up. I'm with you on that. I'm, I don't think when I'm old and married, I don't think mm. I'll be cooking a roast every Sunday. No, I don't either. No, no chance. Boring. boring. What's your next one? Speaking of boring, Christmas is boring, full stop. Oh, this one is controversial. No, is it? I'm not a fan of it. Is it not as a novelty, not worn off for you now you're 23? Well, I think for me, I quite, I think the build-up to Christmas is better than Christmas. Yeah. A lot of the time. It's that sort of festive feeling, isn't it? It's like, oh, people have got lights outside the house and it's the Christmas yeah. songs and, oh, it's getting dark and we're buying presents and all that kind of stuff. And then it's the day, the day arrives and you realise, well, it's about, you know, 12, 16 hours and then that's it. And then you have like the after sort of, you've got like the aftermath of it. I feel like Christmas is a weird one because I think we're at the age now where we would enjoy it the least logically. Because obviously when you're younger yourself, you believe in Santa. 
I'll never forgive my next door neighbor for telling me Santa wasn't real because life has never been the same since. I mean, you were 18, so I was. (laughs) He broke my heart, though. (laughs) He broke my heart. Um, (laughs) But like, you believe in that, and also like at that age, you have less agency to go out there and get the things you want. So you have to wait for your parents to buy them for you at Christmas. And I'm counting down. I can't wait. Can't wait for my new MacBook or my new Etch Sketch or whatever I was getting. I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting a MacBook when I still had, still haven't got a MacBook. I'm, I'm working towards it. I want one. I want one. I'm working towards it. Uh, no offense to HP though. Good, solid, solid workhorse. But at that age, everything's bliss. At this age now, passion for Christmas plateaus until you have kids of your own, and then you put the effort into making it good for them. Right now, we're in a phase where what is Christmas about? I mean, what's it going down? Going home and having a few drinks, you know, seeing a family maybe is lovely. But you don't, it doesn't need to be Christmas to, to do that, mm. you know. And it's just, you just once again taps into what we were just saying, which is, you know what you're getting, including the roast, even down to the road, you know you're getting, you know, you wake up in the morning, open your presents, and I'm grateful for this, I'm great, I love that, you know. Potter around for a bit. I don't know if you do. We have a starter, Christmas dinner, and then we're done, or whatever. It happens every year. Mm. You know what you're getting. And then you fall asleep in front of the TV after. Because it's Christmas, there's usually nothing on. It's usually like Toy Story 2 or something Mrs. Like that. Brown's Boys Christmas Special. Yeah, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> it's just not It's just not funny. It's just not funny. I tell you, the best part of Christmas for me is something that I've, I, I kind of stumbled across recently. Midnight Mass. It's a Ooh. To laugh. I, like, I think that's I what like it was originally set up, wasn't it? it? It's actually a comedy night secretly at the church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it's just a giggle. I mean, we, the last one we went to we went to a different church. I like to bear it up every year. And you've you been banned from the Usually, usually in a the church they have a <laughs> usually in church they have an organ uh, that they play, don't they? But this church didn't have one. It had like a synth keyboard, so we were getting really <laughs> jazzy versions of these hymns, and they made it a bit different. And he was there with like shades on. It's like it's midnight, midnight mass. Why are you wearing glasses? Unless you're blind, that's okay. Blind. God has not been kind to him. They do say it heightens your other senses, though. Mm. But yeah, midnight mass is a giggle. And the social aspect of that is always nice. But then the day, the actual day of Christmas, is just it's boring, man. It's boring. No football on either. No football on. <laughs> the last of the matters. I, I do get what you mean. I do get what you mean. Like um, when we get to a certain age, it does get a little bit boring. In fact, I think that's one of the reasons why my parents actually had kids, because like you got to one of the Christmases. No, it got to... Oh, that's, not, that's not a reason, surely. No, no, it got to a Christmas and they were like, I think they they were just sick of it. Like, it was like, grandparents have fallen asleep, they play some games, like it was just so boring, so dull, it got really, really boring. And they're like, right, that next year we're going to have to have a kid because like, this is just getting so boring now, these Christmases. Yeah. Just to liven up a little bit. And they did, that's that's why it happened. And, you know... The rest is history, as they say. Yeah, and you're here, you're sitting here right now. So thank That's... God for thank God for your parents' boring Christmas. Boring Christmases. Mm-hmm. I get that. It's weird how people get bogged down in tradition at that time of year because we get the same chocolates every year and have them for as long as I can. I'm 23 now, you know. Literally the same day I've lived like 23 times, like... That's Christmas. No unpredictability about it. I just think, you know, people behind Christmas, Mr. Trick, make it a bit more like Easter, where it varies when it is, you know, by a month or so. Easter, you never know what you're getting with Easter. We don't celebrate it nearly enough, but it could be in March, it could be in April. It keeps you on my toes. Mm. Whereas Christmas is always at the same time every year. Boring. Mix it up a bit. Thank you. Shake What's it up in June bit. one year. Summer, Christmas and summer would be yeah. amazing. That would be Barbie. Imagine. Barbie on the beach would be lovely for Christmas. Roast turkey. Chargrilled, chargrilled turkey would be lovely. But yeah, no, boring. File it under boring. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I think there's definitely certain aspects of it where it's a bit like 
bit overrated at times. But I think, you know, I'm also pro some traditions as well. I think some traditions can be nice and familiar and that kind of thing. But yeah, I think there just <laughs> needs to be a new thing every year that's added to it or changed about it. Well, I mean, and, and your parents decided to throw kids into the equation. And like mm-hmm. I said, like for us now at this age, Christmas is never going to be as bad as it is now because when you are younger, you're looking forward to it. When you have kids, you want to make it as good for them. Maybe to change it up, adopt a child for the day or something, you know. Do yeah. something like that, just mix it up a little bit. You know, a child is just for Christmas and just have something <laughs> like that, you know. That child will be so confused. <laughs> so confused. Not a bad idea, though. I mean, that it would certainly vary. Yeah, and obviously your different. parents took it one step further and bam, give birth. On that it's time of year for it. It's when Jesus yep. was born. Exactly. Okay, on to my final one now. This is the last one that we're going to do. My final controversial, unpopular opinion. Friends are overrated. This is the big statement. Okay, this is the big <sighs> statement. Now, I'm not talking about the TV show, although that is overrated. Oh, I thought you were. No. I thought you were talking about the TV show. No, the Friends is overrated, but Friends are overrated. Well. I'm, I'm talking about both. Friends TV show. A lot of people think Friends of TV show is overrated, and that's quite a popular opinion now. But yeah. this is this is a borderline offensive. I'm really, I'm walking out. I'm doing a Piers Morgan <laughs> on uh, Piers Morgan on Good Morning Britain as a, as one of your friends. They're, they're okay. overrated. Okay, so people put this like importance on friends and this kind of thing. But really, you know, do you need do you need lots of friends? Really, at the end of the day, they come and go through different periods of your life. You have primary school friends, high school friends, college sixth form, uni, whatever, work friends. It all it all transitional. You all sort of move on to your different things. You might have one or two that stay around or whatever. But friends, they come and go. You might be friends for five years, ten years, whatever. But eventually, or a lot of the time. You just sort of move on to different stages of life. And therefore, I don't think, let's not put a huge amount of importance on them. Let's just accept the sort of fluidity of them and in the nature of friendships and how you can change as people and you can go separate ways, all these things. I don't think that as important long-term as some people make out. I think short-term, great, you know, have people to hang around with, have a laugh with, etc. Long-term, you know, they come and go, most of them. One or two of them might stay. So it's very telling when you move on from a particular period of your life, so be it school or uni, who the people that you were just friends with because you happened to be in the same routine, the same town, the same city, the same school, the same class. That's always an interesting one because the nature of friendships is uh, yeah, is uh, a lot more volatile than people uh, care to admit, isn't it? In terms mm. of it's uh, a transactional kind of thing, isn't it? You're here, I'm here, we get along. We might as well do this while we're here. Uh, so the friends I value the most are the ones that when, say, when I go home from uni and we FaceTime and Zoom call and Snapchat all day and things like that, like that, those are the, the closest, deepest kind of friendships. I love my my friends, though. So I wouldn't say that they're, you say they're overrated. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that much. But I do think that maybe losing a friend here and there isn't the end of the world, is it? It's nothing mm. fatal. I'd say, because there's always so many opportunities to make new friends in the in the positions that you're in, like you said. So I would say that it's it's not exactly like losing a, a partner, is it? A life partner. So I can see I can see your angle, but I do, as somebody, and as you know, I just love doing stuff, maybe a bit too much. But it is you did say like it's nice to do things with people. The people you're doing things with changes on your circumstances, your location, and things like that. So I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to attach my name to the statement. Friends are overrated. I don't want to. I don't want to. People. I don't want any of my friends kicking up a fuss about that. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Um, especially at the age where we're at now, where you go to school and then you go to college, you go to uni. You're not really in one place for that long, are you, if that makes mm-hmm. sense? So you do you, you do value the, the friends, say, because we met at school, but we've obviously stayed in touch beyond that. That's a proper kind of friendship. And then you have the, 
circumstantial friends, the friends that you're friends with just because you do the same uh, module. So you sit together in a lecture and then you know that when that lecture program ends at the end of the year, you're probably not going to stay in touch. Or maybe you will. And then a friendship spawn from that, but it's not the end of the world if it doesn't. Mm. And it's like, you know, the people that you sort of know on nights and that kind of thing to give the nod to, or, oh, hi, how are you doing? You're right. Oh, God, good to see you again. Those kind of things, they're not like proper, proper friendships. For me, they're just sort of like, oh, you know, we've had a few laughs here and there, whatever. But in the long term, you're not going to stay in touch, are you? Like, I just think I really like to keep a, a sort of a tight knit set of people that I speak to on a regular basis. But, you know, at the same time, if I go off and do something a bit a bit wacky, a bit wild, you know, if I go and just go, oh, you I'm going like, to go live in like. Slovakia for, you know, an indefinite period of time, then, yeah. you know, then you might see a little drop off of one or two mates because you don't you know, get in contact. And you've also brought on a huge amount of, you know, new people in your life as well. And so things like that can happen. And it just, it, it really shapes the friendships. And therefore, over the long term, are they that important? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, always, I, I would always back myself to be able to make new friends in a new situation. I'm trying to toe the line so carefully. <laughs> so maybe moving on from a particular social setting to another one and having those friends kind of drop off, a few, a couple of friends drop off, is not the worst thing, is it? And I think, like, how deep was that friendship if you need to be in the same vicinity as somebody a lot of the time to maintain it, if that makes sense? Mm probably says a lot about the, the friendship itself and the depth of that if you have to do that. I mean, I've got a lot of mates that I've mates with for about, you know, 10 years, 15 years, that kind of thing. And now we've not spoken in, you know, five years, maybe, you know, three, four, five years. That that just happens because change location, different schools, no longer do this particular activity that I used to do or, you know, whatever it is. And so those things just happen and, it, you know, just naturally people change, people evolve, we go in different directions, become different people, yep. particularly at this age. And so, you know, yep. I'd overrated. I get that. And it's it's never been easier to stay in touch with somebody if you want to stay in touch with them, even if, say, you've moved away. Mm. And also it's never been easier to make new friends in the sense that I've made friends through socialising in person, through my interests. I've made friends through dating apps and like it's completely and utterly platonic, but you sit there and you think, gosh, we started talking on Tinder. And then you think, that's weird that we were attracted to each other, you know, because you're not on that level anymore. You know what I mean? So it's never been easy to, to it's never been easier to do that either, uh, I think. So I would say that I wouldn't use the, the, the term overrated because I think it's rather inflammatory. I would say that uh, losing a couple of friends here and there because of circumstances out of your control it's not the worst thing in the world, is it? Uh, I just think and also you, should, you shouldn't be overly uh, reliant on them either, should you? Mm. I, think. I think the point I'm also getting at is I think often when you go to school, you're told, that, oh, your friends are really important. Like, they're, oh, make lots of friends because they're really, really important. And in that moment, they are. But long term, people get, you know, you go to yeah. different areas, move schools, they get girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. And it's sort of, you know, they get different interests and they spend time with different people. And it just sort of happens. Accept it. Enjoy, enjoy the friendships you have now. Even if they yeah. don't last another 50 years, it's fine. I mean, it would be unsustainable, I think, for me when I'm older and I'm in the routine of going to work and I'm seeing somebody and potentially have kids and whatever, it would be hard for me to keep in touch with as many people then as I do now. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Uh, whereas now we're at a very social kind of age where it's kind of like, especially, you know, the uni is so fluid in terms of the amount of time you have on your hands 
if you don't want to go to this lecture, you don't have to go or whatever, take the day off and go for a coffee. Every or day, every day, every most day. students. Like every day, every day. <laughs> that's painfully accurate. But like you know, when you get to an age where you've got a nine to five job and, you know, you've got other responsibilities, be it a child, be it a dog, be it a cat, you know, be it a husband, be it a wife. Uh, although it's a fair cat, you don't really need to, ca- to take care of a cat, yeah. do you really? That's kind of part of the appeal. A bit aloof. But yeah, you just don't have the time to maintain as many connections as you otherwise would have. And it's not a shame, is it, really? It's mm. life. It's, it's life. life. Make some new friends. In the words of Frank Sinatra, that's life. That's what other people say. Mm-hmm. It's my karaoke song, actually. Riding high in April. Shot down Shot in May. Down in May. Back to, back to JFK there. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> That concludes our Unpopular Opinions episode. Thank you all so much for watching. We'd really appreciate you dropping a like, hitting the subscribe button. We're getting very, very close now to 300 subscribers on YouTube, so we'd appreciate you doing that. Rate us on Spotify as well, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. Give us five stars, though. Yeah, five. 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 Cheers. (laughs) See ya.